I must admit, I didn't think much of this show the first time I laid eyes on it. Seemed like a bunch of stiffs wasting nice the microphones. Trade of all time happened back in 1803. Go ahead. Napoleon Bonaparte traded the Louisiana Purchase for $3 million. Napoleon, what happened? <laughs> Half the country for $3 million. You can't even get Tucker Barnhart for $3 million. And I came to realize these guys are funny. And Justin Fields have identical stats the last five weeks about throwing the football. This guy, okay, and folks, is a some fidget of the best spare. gamblers I've come to know. If you're betting on USC and or TCU, let it be known, you are a square. TCU is going to hammer this team tomorrow night. And I hate to hear that. Tomorrow when we afternoon. come back in here on Monday, you're going to be happy as a lark because USC lost, but you're going to be wrong about TCU. Get ready for the most useless hour of your day. It's time for Boxed Lunch, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Now, Casey, run that track. Casey, what were you doing over there? You had it. Oh, no. Uh, he had a track. <laughs> so, a so, so for those that are probably laughing right now, I, we sent a, I sent a group chat and just said, listen, hey, I like the track. First of all, does it give us a copyright claim? Or I don't even think it really gives us a hit, but does it give us a copyright claim every day? Yes, it does. But it's fun. Who cares? Just run the track anyways. I sent a message about 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, to be fair. So it wasn't like it was something that was early in the morning. But maybe one day on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, it'll just be part of our brain thought that it's like, oh, it's Monday, Wednesday, find, or Friday. I got to find some music. I'm that, just going to find a damn track that I like and play it all the time. It's just going to be permanent. <laughs> no, that here. can't be. That's got to be, be a surprise. That's not how this goes. So, anyways. He had a song. <laughs> he had a video <laughs> up. What, what happened? Was, no, what I, was I, had, I had something. No, don't tell him because you can get it again. I had something, but it was just the lyrics. There was no actual music, and I can't listen to it on. Uh, it was the karaoke version. There's the karaoke version. Uh, of it. I was well, like, we oh. could have all sang it. Okay, so what we'll what we'll do is hopefully on Wednesday, we'll we'll, we'll sort this problem out because we're just gonna get a phone in here connected to the board, and all we got to do is go on Spotify, and every day we'll we'll run a track, and that'll be that. I am happy to see that we have folks in the chat, though. Player formerly known as Mouse Cop, I haven't forgotten. And I won't really get into it, but I remember, just so you know. I know I missed a show on Friday. I was out running around, hopefully trying to make us some money. We'll see. Keep the lights on around here. But I haven't forgotten. And I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a prophet. I'm just saying that this is through experience. I've seen these things for years and years and years, and I'll continue to point them out or yell to the yell at the cloud as the old man does uh, from time to time when I see them. We have some topics today, though. We got the usual gang in here. Paul, Reed, Seho, and McAllister. Guys. Hey, how's hey. it going? <laughs> good day. Trace, how are you? I'm doing fine. I, it's good I, to have I, you back in that I got chair. fired up a little bit on, uh, on Friday over some things that I cannot probably say over the air. Got me a little motivated. You know how I can be. I'm very competitive no. at no. nature. Motivated in a good way? Or? Motivated in a good way. You no. know, like when uh, sometimes, you know, you're just fighting through minutia and you just feel like you're doing, the, you're doing a rat's race where you're just like, right. oh, I got to do this. Uh, media kits got me down for like the last two weeks. I got to keep creating these kits for these events we're running and tell people how much things cost. And it just, it's so just 
I don't know. It reminds me of writing like essays back like when homework, I was in college. Yeah. It was homework. It was just not fun, boring. It felt like you would, you know, you'd spend like nine hours doing something and you didn't enjoy a single yeah. hour of it. And you look back and you're just like, is this, can I, I, I need to find someone that can do these and do them well. And um, so, you know, long story short, we, we're going we're gonna to try to prove some people wrong. Got me a little fired up on Friday. So I got some motivation over the weekend to do some things. I've been working on some stuff. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but Nick Kirby, who's in the chat from time to time, been on the show. Has, he was watching uh, today. Has made an, he made an announcement that he is going to join us. I'm not going to spoil um, all of those plans, but um, they're aggressive and they are very, 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 um, what would be the right word to use here? Um, over the top, might some might say, of what we're going to try to do. And it's not going to be easy, especially when the Reds are supposed to be as bad as they are. But that's, that's where I actually enjoy what we're going to do with the Reds because we'll, we're going to try to take it from the ground the ground grassroots. zero grassroots at the very bottom of the lowest the franchise has ever been. We're going to pick the pieces up and we're going to find a way to hopefully one day watch meaningful baseball at Great American Ballpark again. And it not just be opening day when I say meaningful baseball. Don't hold your breath, but grassroots, baby. Right. You know, what's beautiful is that is that we are in a position to where the Reds could not win a World Series for 80 more years. And they would be in the same exact position that the Chicago Cubs were in at one time. 80 more years. Now, that's not going to happen because we're not the Cubs. But we could Ooh. be that. So, we got a list of topics. That's wild when you put that in that perspective. 70 you just gotta more remind years. It's these, been 33 you years. You got to remind these Cubs fans of where they were and what they were yeah. and what they have always been, which is losers. And that's what they have been on the north side for a really long time. They had one good year where they finally made the playoffs and won the whole thing. Good kudos to them. But... You got a reminder from time to time. They still are the Cubs. NASCAR and the XSFL, fellas. <laughs> I don't know if you watched this or not. I did watch it. And the only reason I watched it is what many people might think that I am a degenerate. I'm not a degenerate. I just like making things that are relatively boring sometimes somewhat enjoyable. That's what I call it, okay? I'm not losing my house payment on these things. I put a couple dollars on a few racers thanks to Discord. The Discord, by the way, I'm going to be on your guy Schmaltzy. Because he's giving out picks on not too picky, but then in the Discord, he's got four or five other drivers he lists in the Discord, and not one of them is Stenhouse Jr. If he gave out Stenhouse Jr. on this show and didn't give it in the Discord, I would have picked him in the Discord because I didn't catch the show. I was running around being busy. Mm. And yeah. it, was he hedging See, his bets here, guys? No, in well, fact, in fact, I have a screenshot, which I thought I put into you guys, and I realized I didn't. I put it in my other gambling group chat. Uh Stenhouse was the first pick. I said, give me two picks. And then I ended up, I had to do a game yesterday and I didn't get him in. Hey, I said, give me two picks. And he gave Stenhouse and one other one. He was like, here, one yeah. long shot and one favorite. Man. It was one of them. See, Plus 3,000 when he gave it to me. We give the real winners on Not Too Picky. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's exclusive content. You got to watch Not Too Picky for it's the real winners. not behind the paywall, but you right. still got to watch it. So, I don't know, are any of you, we'll go to this table over here, are you guys stock car people at all? I mean, when I say, I'm not expecting you to watch every race, but I mean, are you relatively interested in NASCAR at all, or no? Uh, do you want the long or short answer? Uh, how about the middle? Can we negotiate? Not at all. Don't okay. care. <laughs> it's not, uh, it, it, is it a sport? Is it not? Uh. The only I think it's very funny. Casey, to go I, to. Think, I think it's safe to say you <laughs> probably you, don't watch a whole lot of stock go, cars. Going to a NASCAR race is really fun. I've covered a couple at Kentucky. 
Yeah. It's fun to go see an experience, but people can compare it to it, I'm sure NASCAR fans compare it to baseball when I make this analogy. It's just hard to watch. Yeah, the only time I actually cared about it was because it was all work-related. I went on somewhat of a business trip with me and my fiance. We went to go visit her uncle, who was one of the... Drivers? No, he oh, was one of the man. technical directors for Fox. Oh. So he was just kind of showing me around, saying, like, here's some people you want to talk to. Here's some uh, routes that you can take to get in this business. Ever since then, I've not laid eyes on a NASCAR race so, when you were there, did you find any of it interesting? Being there, I was in the middle. Like I yeah, was infield is what they call that. Yeah, infield. I could look into the the, the dugouts or I don't know what you want. Well, I don't pits, know. It's the pits. The, pit, the, pits. the pit. Yeah. The pits. Well, dugouts. <laughs> it's all right. Keep going. <laughs> this is great was, content. Let's keep it going. Stuff. This is great. And the pits were actually pretty fun to watch. And like the being in the middle, like it's just constant loudness the entire time. It was just it, that was very kind loud. Of fun. Yeah, but uh, it was a good time. I mean, when you're in the middle, it's like a social it? event. Yep. It's fun to go to. It's a party. Yeah, not really. Eh. Yeah, the the middle part has like all these different stalls. It's called the are, infield. The infield. Sorry, I couldn't. That's couldn't where we got him out, tripped but... up. We called it the infield, and then he's he started like, saying baseball terms. Dugouts. Dugout. <laughs> yeah, but the infield has like a bunch of different stalls that aren't on the outside for people to like get concessions and whatnot and yeah. that, that part was pretty neat too but it was a good time casey you're just trying to get your nachos and get out of there <laughs> <He loves laughs> <some> snacks. <laughs> get a couple beers and get on out of there so nascar is one of those sports that it's incredibly difficult for a person that doesn't watch nascar religiously to try to you know be entertained by there's so many nuances that i feel like that i don't even understand and i've watched nascar enough to where you start to kind of catch along with some of the lingo for a sport to have the Super Bowl that it does with the Daytona 500, I don't know how you fix it. I don't think you can fix it. As me and Reed have said in this office many, many times, I don't know if we've ever said it on this show, for someone to sit there and watch the end of that Daytona 500 and be like, well, they need to, they need to figure this out to where it's, it's you know, you got to have an end of the race that's exciting. And if a caution happens, you got to find a way. Someone's are I I've I gave it a little bit of thought last night, but then I was like, you know what? Someone a lot smarter than me that cares a lot more about this sport has given this an incredible amount of thought, and I don't have anything to add to it. So I think it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances that yesterday that the end of the race happened the way that it happened, and I don't know how you fix it. I don't think you can fix it, fellas. It's just one of those things where there was an accident on essentially the last lap. NASCAR's made the decision now to where. As soon as the wreck happens, it's whoever the leader is. They just win the race. They ended on a caution. There wasn't it, a restart it, or anything? It, it, well, they tried to do a restart, and people in the chat are going to know a hell of a lot more than this than me because I am a very casual when it comes to NASCAR. But the way that it ended was on a on a wreck, and they try to do this uh, overtime is what yeah, they is call it. Like it a three lap? Two laps. Two lap, okay. See, so, I know a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so two laps, and I, I believe it, it's basically a – white checkered is what they call it i could be completely off on this i don't want to go too far into the weeds on this but long come story on you're short. from hamilton you know nascar see that's what i'm talking about you see that right there see 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 see, see, <laughs> see. what we're getting at that's what we're getting at these guys I, from the east side they well, he's think from that the west side that's, that's, that's what's crazy i'm yeah. from the west side moved to the east side now work in hamilton so right. I'm, I'm all over hey see how I, that love, I love hamilton you're from I've, the west I've, side i've you're grown to love hamilton i said hamiltucky growing up and i don't anymore because of reed mouse and hamilton and working here it's fun there you go he's saved 
saved himself really quickly on that hill. Politician. XFL. <laughs> NASCAR, the only thing I have for it is I watched the race. Something hilarious happened in my household that I genuinely was belly laughing for three minutes on. I don't know if I'm a good father or bad father for doing this, but I had my two sons, seven and ten years old. I was trying to give them something enjoyable to do, and I figured, you know what? They're going to probably think the NASCAR thing's relatively cool. They're not going to want to watch all 500 miles of this thing. But I said, hey, guys, you guys pick a racer, each racer. Here's the list of names of all the people. I said, you pick a racer, you pick a racer. If your person wins, I'll give you 25 bucks, right? Like, you know, that's kind of like it's your birthday. Maybe that's bad because I don't know. Maybe that's forming some habitual habit of, of uh, responsible gambling. Hopefully it's responsible. If it's not responsible, then I'll be a bad father. But nonetheless, it led to what was one of the most funniest. I, I don't even know what the right word is to use. My son had Kyle Larson. And if you don't know, he's the number five car. So my son just knows he's the number five car. He doesn't know the name. He could care less about nothing right. else. He just wants number five to win because he knows he wants 25 bucks. Not that it's... Not that it's life-altering for that guy in his career or anything like that. Or those cars, if they get a flat tire, it's probably like $400,000 to fix or nothing like that. He cared about his $25. And my man was literally on the, on the inside, uh, first or second place, but he was on the inside of the track. Ends up getting stalled behind a little bit. I don't know. He might be able to pull us up by the end of the show. And my man just goes face first right into the wall on the second to last lap. And you just see my son who was cheering his heart out thinking he was going to win this $25 to see it get ripped away right in front of his face was one of the funniest things that I've seen in at least the last few months. It was hilarious just the way it was. I mean, did you say it was Grayson or Grayson seven year old pure joy to just complete just defeat. Sounds like us watching college basketball or I said, son, that's how it works. (laughs) It's tough, but nonetheless, XFL, I didn't watch Maybe more than two or three snaps of it. Doesn't mean I won't watch it. It just meant that when there was college basketball on and Daytona, and I know I'm a loser for wanting to somewhat watch the NBA All-Star game, I didn't watch any of the XFL. I've heard it's okay. Your overall thoughts on what your impression of the league is and whether or not you think it's going to stick. Just immediately gut reaction. In two years, XFL around or not. Go. Oh, no. No. I did not even know it started this I don't weekend, even know, I'll be honest. I don't even know what their end game is. Like, and I know it's to make money, but like I don't understand how that happens. Is it are they trying to sell tickets at these games? Are they just trying to get enough viewership to where they sell advertising? Like, I don't know what a successful XFL product looks like. Cause filling out a stadium, even half full, seems like a pipe dream. I mean, it seems so well, they, far away. They can't even get 800 people at these games. So yeah, I don't, I don't know well, what. There was definitely a, there was yeah, a the lot defenders of game there. was packed. Okay, they were, they so, were packed the, the last two games. Sunday, the Sunday games were packed. Forgive me, I'm thinking of whatever was on NBC where they had the what was it, the NSFL, whatever it was. USFL. Yeah, I don't know what it is. They could not get 500 people at those games. So it just makes me think. I think it's part of our love for the NFL and college football where, like, there's never going to be a successful minor league football league. I just don't see it happening. The only because- the only way it happens, and this is my opinion on it, since I've watched pretty much every single game of the XFL, is just the talent level is just not there. It just isn't. I mean, it, if maybe they combine the USFL and the XFL, they would have a chance. But as it stands right now, I, it was really tough watching some of those games. It just felt like it was just dragging on and on. The quarterback play was subpar. And 
I will say the ending was a hell of a lot more entertaining, uh, especially the St. Louis game where they came back from a 12-point deficit. I mean, they did exactly what the new rules were designed to do, which is come back from more than a two-score game in a normal NFL setting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that, that part was entertaining. I thought the, the onside kick change and the kickoffs rules, those are good changes. But the thing that's going to set this league apart from the NFL or college football is just the talent level. And it's just not good right now. And it was already really tough to find good players in the NFL and in college. It's even tougher now to find those players because you're looking at the bottom of the heap. You know, you're scraping at the bottom of the barrel to get Do a Do you guy. think that there's any chance, and this is what Reed was asking me what their end game is, I think that the end game is just simply put that they're trying to create a league that they can get enough viewership to compete with as their own brand, like a college football does or college basketball or whatever other league or sport that you can, that you can imagine. I look at Live Golf as an example because it's like – if there was any league in the world that could possibly try to disrupt the traditional leagues that we've mm -hmm. come accustomed to knowing and, and, and possibly win with is just having enough money to buy all the talent and get to where there's something that hasn't had a quote-unquote traditional you know, format of fans. Like, if you watch the PGA Tour, you're not like a fan of a team. You're a fan of a couple players, right. but you're not going to have this long-sustaining ideology of being a Washington Commanders fan or whoever, right? Or a Cincinnati Bengals fan. And now you want to be a Indianapolis, you know, whatever, Sharks fan that's some random XFL mm -hmm. team. The PGA Tour, you're not going to have those types of things. So I thought maybe there's a small chance that you can convert. But after watching it, I don't think the live stands a chance either because it's just, it's so ingrained into society now to where I don't see how there is an end game. And it's amazing to me how much money and, and, I don't resources are poured into these leagues. And then in like two years, it's completely gone and bankrupt. And you're like, how in the hell is someone as smart as Vince McMahon or the rock or, or whoever else? Maybe it's just, you get to a certain level of success in life and you're just like, God, the hell with it. Let's try it. And if, if they say we can't beat the NFL, let's just give it hell and see what happens. If we right. lose 20 million, then we don't care. Cause we already have it. We don't, you know, it is what it is. It's like a life. It's almost like a, a life hobby than it is of anything. But, I don't see it. I don't see how the only way here's their only chance. And this is where I push back on the idea that you just had with the whole, they didn't have, they don't have enough talent to keep the league, the league sustainable. I don't think you'll ever have 30. What is it? 30 teams in the NFL? 31? Yeah. yeah. 30? 32. 32. Yeah. Sorry. So 32 teams. I don't think you'll ever have 32 minor league teams, but I think you could have half of that and have two teams of the opposite uh, conferences so it'd be like, you know, the Packers and the Bengals or something. They share one team right. that then encompasses basically their prospects that they want to keep as a quote-unquote practice squad player. Correct. And the only way that they can't get picked up in free agency is if they're on that team and they, and they play. Like if Jordan Love, and I don't know, you, you see what I'm saying? If Jordan Love was playing for some team, right, right. that I could watch, and then you start to get a little bit better idea of who is Jordan Love. Not to segue as a professional into the next topic, but like that's the only chance I could see that league having success. And you're never going to have 32 of them, but you might be able to split it in half and say, listen, as the Bengals and as the Packers, you get this many roster spots on this team. And it's just like the 40-man roster in Major League Baseball. If they're not on that team, they can get picked up 
through free agency. Right. That's the only chance. And maybe it gets to that point. Uh, that would that would require a lot of coordination, coordination and agreement between a lot of owners right. to make that happen. And the only way that ultimately happens, guys, is if they can find a way to make the owners more money in the NFL. And that's a possibility, but it's it's a long shot, to say the least. Two things that I think will never work. Every NFL off-league, minor league, league is a gimmick. Like, the jerseys, team names, it doesn't look like – you can't relate to it. It looks like a gimmick. Also, why would somebody – and this is the county – why would Jordan Love and, or the Packers want him to play in the spring and not recover and be ready during this? Like, there's yeah. just so many things. It'll never work. And it's like they're, they're putting big names, big cities behind right. it. But this thing will never work. Ever. Well, they, they missed the whole point. So they see that, you know, Tom always brings it up. Out of the 100 broadcasts last right. year, 82 of them or whatever were NFL football games. They see this sport is so popular. So they go, well, we don't need to take that whole pie. We just got to get a piece of that pie, and we have a successful league. But what they don't understand is the main reason why the NFL isn't, is so successful isn't because it's football. It's because... It is the community behind all these teams. Mm -hmm. The reason that we love being Bengals fans isn't necessarily so much what the Bengals do on the field. It's because everyone from this city creates a community rooting for this same team. You'll never get that with these new teams. The communities have already long been stated there right. for other sports. They already have their NFL team. They already have their football community that they find themselves into. So there's no way to create what is the core of the NFL fandom, which is the community that you find yourself in, they'll never be able to generate that. Are we in a day and age where, and Chat can chime in on this as well, and I genuine opinion of this. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, but do you think we're sitting here and we're talking as if what somebody might have thought of the NIT back in the day or the, I don't know, you know, basically the league before the NFL or I think it was, was it the AFL? Yeah. I mean, you got to realize that back in the day, there's only a few leagues that have stood the test of time and that there's always been a league right. like the NFL that comes out of not nowhere, but it takes some time to get some footing. And then it overtakes the, the thing that you ultimately think is impossible. Sears, probably to our great grandparents, seemed unfathomable that Sears would go out of business. And then all of a sudden, an Amazon obviously comes along 100 years later. The NFL will probably live on forever. But is there any chance that the league itself gets so inundated with their rules and you, it almost feels like football, which you came to love, becomes null void because of corporate, corporate sponsorships and all these things where you can't have head trauma? I'm just throwing out the hypothetical idea that in a, we'd probably be dead or we're going to be close right. to dead. But at some point, there's a chance to where these things would shift. The paradigm would shift. Because as we've talked about before, the NCAA tournament was the stepchild to the NIT. And now it's just laughed upon that that was ever a thing. Well, the, the way that the NFL, the, the reason that the NFL, I, I can't see ever losing its footing is because it is so quick to change. It is so good at, at changing on the move. You mentioned Sears for instance, they didn't change. Right. When the world was changing, Sears didn't change. When all these things fall that were once giants, it's because they refuse to change. The NFL has never been afraid of that. So the NFL has that, that they are incredibly mobile in, in the way that they run their league. And that's why I, I genuinely think that these other leagues won't make it. All right. I have a quick question. This is going to be a little off, off the 
the topics here. What's going to happen first? Expansion teams across the border, across the United States, or the XFL working? Oh, Are we expansion gonna teams expansion. easy. There'll oh, be a team okay. in London before anyone get, cares about the XFL. Well, then that I would argue that, that there's hope then for the XFL to work because in order for you to even have a base in England, you got to have a football league there. And whether it's connected to the NFL or not is the question. I well, don't you're know. saying there'd be an XFL team in London too? No, no he's saying I'm, there's a, he, he's trying to suggest that an only way to have a, which, which we could argue about this for days is that he's saying that there needs to be a league inside of London that 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 is outside whether it's associated with the nfl or not yeah, it's still going to be a league in london like there's a canadian league like that there's a league that exists out there that players occasionally do funnel their way to the nfl but right. i don't know if i don't know if it'll be an nfl based thing like the xfl is xfl right. is connected to the nfl right. right well reed you brought it up and i'm just looking at the teams that are in the xfl arlington dc houston seattle Vegas already have teams. Why would anyone give a shit about any of these teams? I would I would reckon that St. Louis had the had the best um, yeah best odds. Well, the best what's it called? Sorry for my just language. this week one. What's the word? Best attendance. Attendance. They had the best attendance. I would, I would almost guarantee or whatever. Well, and then like on the what's the other league? I forgot it already. That USFL. Let's help you out with this. It's the United States Football League, so yeah. it's just U.S. and then think of Thank the NFL, you. FL. Well, they had their teams in the South, in Birmingham, and other cities like yeah. that. The point that I brought up earlier of the NFL and college football having the monopoly over football fans, why would any Alabama fan care about a guy that's been, there's no offense to those players, but has been cut from practice squads six times and he's playing for the USFL yeah, team in Birmingham. They're not going to. When they invest, I mean, because the, these, these college teams are have just as passionate, if not more passionate fan bases. So, like, there's just no winning it, I don't think. The People only chance. It's only, it's, it's only got one chance, and that chance is you said, you just asked me why would the Packers want Jordan Love to play in the spring or whatever. Well, if the, if the, week, if the season's not 16 weeks, let's say the season's only, like, eight weeks, and then there's, like, a little three-week window of a playoff, I think there's a chance where there's teams that are going to be forced to have to play their guys in those leagues because they if they don't, if they're not on that roster or they don't play, then somehow the NFL, it's called money. The NFL is going to force those teams to have to put their guys in that league. And if it makes money, then the, then the owners aren't going to care about whether or not Jordan Love gets hurt. If they're making enough money, they don't care. It's just like they don't care. I mean, I'm not trying to be too cynical here, but I mean, if you promised Mike Brown was going to make a, a $50 billion, which is not realistic, I don't think he cares about anybody on his team getting hurt or not hurt to a certain extent. At some point, there is a crossover between some owners caring about their team on the field, oh, like like, one. like like a uh, Mark Cuban with the Mavericks, he he does care about winning. But nine times out of ten, ninety five percent of these owners they do care about whatever that team brings in, and that's pretty much it at the end of the day. Turning profit. Um, Packers fan, you put on here. This is a read yeah. topic. Packer fan on Aaron. So, right? yeah. So obviously Tom had the guest on. What was his name? Bill Michaels. Bill Michaels. Yeah. Bill Michaels. Who was? I thought he was fantastic. He gave a Wisconsin perspective on the whole Aaron Rodgers Packers saga. And I want to know, he almost painted a picture that seemed like he was done as being a member of the media. And I know the media has always had a strained relationship with Aaron. But I want to know, is the fan, are the fans just tired of Aaron? Are they tired of every year going like, is it going to come back? Is he not going to come back? I want him back. No, I don't want him back. So as the resident Packer fan, what, 
like, are you done with him? Like, I, I want to know genuinely what your opinion is on Aaron Rodgers. Well, I, I've had a paradigm shift over the probably the last year and a half. I, I've always stated that I thought Aaron Rodgers carried the Green Bay Packers for far too long. They didn't do enough around him to make them win a Super Bowl. And more times than not, when the Packers didn't go to the Super Bowl and they lost in the NFC Championship game and people bring up that Aaron's 1-5, I'd always felt like, and you heard Bill bring this up, there was a different part of the team, whether it was the special teams, the defense, it usually wasn't the offense was the reason. You didn't ever point to the Packers and be like, right. if they had a better offense, they would have probably had a chance to win the Super Bowl. That was never the case. And I always sided with Aaron because I felt like Aaron, like him or not, was and people might listen to one comment he makes from time to time and have a really strong opinion on the fact that he's an idiot. He's a very thoughtful person. If you listen to a lot of his pressers throughout the years, he's not just you know a dumb jock or whatever term you'd like to use. He's very, very insightful and thoughtful through a lot of the things that he would say. And I felt like if he wanted to go get a player back in his prime, the organization should have listened to him. They should have done what Patriots did with Brady for a few years where they'd give him a player or two that if he really wanted that player, they'd find a way to try to make that happen. They never did that. That's why he grew sour. He had his little spat with uh, Gintakust or whatever. And listen, I know Gintakust, however you say his name, I've tried to say Gutekinds. it 55. Huh? Gutekinds. Gutekinds. I don't care what it is. G, the guy, the, the, the GM named G. And... He, he made a mistake, like it or not, by drafting a quarterback in the first round when the Packers were right there to go to a Super Bowl. And, they, and it just so happens that the year after they drafted a first-round quarterback, Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back -back MVPs. Right. So the, the organization had let Aaron Rodgers down. They have. And I don't fault Aaron for having hostility towards any of that because at the end of the day, I felt like before all this drama started, he was the dude in the NFL in regards to the best player at that position. And that, as, that was at a time where I felt like Brady was still doing what he does in, 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 in New England. But push comes to shove, if a playground was set and you said, hey, who's the best quarterback to put uh, on the first team? Aaron Rodgers was getting picked 99 out of 100 times with Tom Brady in the, in, when he was with uh, New England. I've shifted now to where I feel like Aaron has let whatever – and, and some people say, oh, it's the drugs, it's whatever he's doing now, whatever. I, I don't, I'm not even going to put it on that. Right. I do think that, like anything, when you are privileged, whatever term you'd like to use, for a certain amount of time, you lose the chip on your shoulder. You lose the drive. You lose what once made you elite and great. And Aaron can say whatever he wants. I watched the games. Aaron missed the throws he never in a million years would have missed five six seven years ago and sometimes those were the differences in picking up a big time first down or not and i'm not saying he doesn't have any value still he still hell could possibly win an mvp maybe in a perfect system right. i'm ready to move on because i feel like it's been too drawn out of a saga to where we've been doing this game for four straight years are you staying are you leaving are you staying are you leaving and at some point it's almost like you ever get in this place in your life where you really do care about something, but then it strains on you for so long, you just throw your hands up in the air and you're just like, you know what, at this point, I don't care anymore. I'm done with it. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do, you know? And that's kind of where I'm at as a Packer fan. It's where it's like, I appreciate Aaron. I've always said 
that if I'm going to go to someone's Hall of Fame ceremony, it's going to be 12. He's been my quarterback since I can remember, as long as I can remember. And granted, yes, I did get to watch Favre for his last three or four years, but for the majority of my fandom of the life of being able to be passionate about a sport and a team, Aaron Rodgers has been the quarterback of my favorite team. And for the most part, he's been unbelievable and given me a lot of moments of, of pure joy. It's the similar notion that if Joe Burrow, as a Bengals fan, for the next 12 years, 13 years, right. does what he's been doing in the last three, you're going to have this... You're going to have this place in your heart no matter what right, he no, does, right, right. what he says. You're going to love him and appreciate him, and I don't. you can't take that away from me. Aaron Rodgers will always be one of my favorite players. I am here to admit that he's not the player he once was, and the Packers organization has always been relatively successful, in my opinion, because they've done what the opposite of what the Cincinnati Reds have done, and that is they do get rid of guys. They do move on from players when they are quote-unquote fan favorites, before their time's up and they have no value left. They did it with every single receiver you could possibly think of. They did it with Greg Jennings. They did it with Jordy Nelson. They've done it with, um, you know, I'm sure I can't uh, think of. Jamichael Finley was a guy that ended up getting hurt during Aaron Rodgers' career that I think, you know, that, that caused them a couple Super Bowls or at least Super Bowl appearances in my opinion. So I don't have anything against Aaron, but as a Packer fan, I hope somebody reaches this offseason a week before the draft. And they're like, let's just give away two first-round picks to try to get Aaron Rodgers because I don't think he's worth that. And I think Jordan Love, like it or not, I'd like to see what he has in store. That's where I'm at. Yeah, it's, it's summed up exactly what I thought because if you're on the outside looking in like most of us are, you can't even understand why this thing's still going on. Like it's past four years, you're just constantly like, this will they won't they thing with with Aaron and the Packers to where he has a bad year. Let's just let's move on. And yeah. but he also I haven't been a Packers fan, so I don't have all those memories of of watching him. I don't I don't have a place in my heart for Aaron Rodgers through the twelve years that he's been competitive there. Yeah. So from the outside looking in, it seems clear as day. It's just it just it's tired, as Tom would say. He is. And this is my final point on it. As a Packer fan, I know this roster is nowhere near as good as it once was when Aaron Rodgers, when it was in his elite prime. And I just don't see how in the world, if Aaron comes back, it changes from what happened this past year. Nothing's going to change. I mean, they might sneak into the playoffs. They're certainly not going to compete for a Super Bowl. So let's just rip the Band-Aid off and move on. Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, so this was a topic that I wanted to, to talk about just because he obviously made the, the move. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for the, the commanders. And this has been you know played out in the media for, for five five years now. It feels like ever since Patrick Mahomes has been there and has been competing, Eric Bieniemy has been talked about getting a head coaching job. And now he's he's got to go, I guess, prove it somewhere else. Is that... I think you're on the side that you like this move from him because he's he, you want him to go pro prove it somewhere else. Is it just me, or is is it weird that he has to do that entirely at all? Because that's not been the the model in the NFL. If you're under a great coach, you you would get a job like that. If you were the offensive coordinator of a of a team that is incredibly successful, you'd get a job like that. Heck. I mean, we want to talk about, well, maybe it's Andy Reid's system, which it seems like, 
and not Eric Bieniemy's. That's why they're so successful. I mean, Zach Taylor is the head coach of the Bengals, and he got a head coaching job while only being an offensive coordinator one time in his life, and that was at UC, and they went 500. So it just – I don't know if it strikes weird to you guys that he even has to make this move entirely because it seems like it's going to set his, his career back. Well, it only sets his career back if he doesn't if he doesn't perform in his new role. There is something to be said about an, a good interviewer. There's something to be said about someone that when they're in your presence, when they're in the room, they quote unquote, as you've heard many times, light up the room, or they're, right, right. they're the they're the life of the party. Whatever. Deion Sanders has been mentioned multiple times because he is that guy. When Deion Sanders walks into a room, everyone gravitates towards him. I'm assuming that Eric Bieniemy. Assuming I don't know anything about the man, I'm assuming he's literally quite the opposite of Dion. That's my that's my impression. Is that this man shows up for an interview, you leave, and you're just ready to do something else because maybe he's just incredibly boring to listen to. He's not exciting. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't use big words and make you feel like he's relatively intelligent or or maybe even to the certain extent. It looks and appears as if he's just sitting behind maybe the greatest. Offensive coach in the NFL history, right? Along with coupled with the fact that they have Patrick Mahomes, and he's in a spot now to where, in my opinion, he made a mistake. I think he got drawn out by all of these people saying, "You got to go do it on your own. You got to go doing it on your own." Hey, if you're in a good spot in life, and I've said this before, you like your job, you're happy, you're having success, you're winning. I wouldn't leave. Don't I wouldn't leave. Don't, Don't feel like there's a grass is greener right. because it'd be one thing guys, if he went and got a job at let's call it the chargers, right? Or hell even call it the Bengals or somewhere where you're like, you look at the roster and you think to yourself, okay, there's something to work with there. I can see there being some success. If you bring in somebody with some offensive minded uh, plans and, and instantly there'll be some success that's created from that. I watch Washington guys. And I think to myself, the same way I look at Northwestern basketball to a certain extent, how in the hell are these guys finding ways to win every game? Because they're not very good. I watch them, and they're not good at all. So basically, Eric Bieniemy is staking his reputation on who? Carson Wentz? Yeah. Sam Howell. Trevor Hennick? Or not Trevor Heineke. Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke? Heineke? Guys, like Paul, at, at what point do you start to think to yourself that this is this is just something that's manifested over the past four years. And the only reason he left is because the, the national media or the, 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 the people from the outside have just said that, well, in order for him to go do something, he has to leave. And he decides that it just, I don't know, was the and money too good? of all the good? places to go, Washington. Of well, all the teams no and all of the organizations to go to, Washington. Makes no well, sense. Technically, it was not a lateral move. Technically, he's got the offensive coordinator position That's true. and the assistant head coach. I believe he's got and, more money. And he got more money. And pretty much what that is telling me or what I can see is that Ron Rivera is on a short leash. Okay. All right. There we go. If they don't do well. There's the shoe in right there. But and you're probably, if you're doing bad this season, he's going to have his chance at picking a quarterback. So. If He's going to roll with Sam Howell, apparently, week one. That's going to be Hell interesting yeah. to see. If but. Sam Howell was playing the XFL, is Brandon Seho 
complain is no 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 are you complaining if sam howell's playing for the st louis renegades by the way i don't know if that's their name or not but i just made battle that hawks. up there's a battle, battle hawks. hawks the st louis battle hawks if sam howell's playing for the st louis battle hawks on sunday you are right now talking about how bad the xfl quarterback play is let's be honest i mean i just i, I probably won't watch the product ever <laughs> but sam howell isn't gonna make you tune in and he's playing for the commanders he played at U or unc right yeah yeah, I liked watching him at UNC. That was a fun run. If he makes it in the NFL, I'll watch him in the NFL. He stays. I'm not going to watch the XFL. <laughs> I'm just well, saying, Sam Howell reminds me of a guy that seems like he'd be playing in the AJ XFL. AJ won a national championship, did he not? At Alabama? He Two did. of them. Two of them. Has a, has a quarterback ever come from a quote-unquote basketball school and succeeded in the NFL? Alabama's a basketball school now, right? Uh, I'm sure there's been plenty. I mean, can you like a UNC, a Duke... Kentucky. Daniel Jones. Kentucky. Duke. Yeah. Kentucky. Like, I mean. Will Levis. Will Hef Levis. Hefty lefty. Hefty lefty. I, lefty. I just What's named you two great examples off the top of my head. I've yet to see it. Mitch. Was it Mitch a UNC guy? Mitch Trubisky? Yes, he was. Yeah. Another yeah, great, great player. Great I can't player. wait to watch pick. Stetson Bennett playing for the Birmingham Jets in a couple years. <laughs> couple years. I like how we're just, we're just slinging these names around. Stetson Bennett, if Stetson Bennett gets any opportunity in the NFL, I am going to be wildly excited. Yeah, I, I just hope, just give me a chance that he, I hope he gets picked up in like the sixth or seventh round by the Ravens, gets to go into the same system he's been doing for four years. They get rid of Lamar. He's right there. Just saying. This chance. Can't say there's not a does chance. That, does everyone in here think Will Levis is going to be a first-round pick? Yes. Yeah, he'll be a first-round pick. He'll be top five. I mean, number one overall, right? That's what the conversation Seriously? is. Seriously? Yeah. It's I every year. For, for Xavier to start a I, 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 every I, I year. I've watched Kentucky games get a the last three years, and there's no wow factor. I mean, it could be Baden's quarterback. You know what they compare Will Levis to, right? They compare good. him to, like, Josh Allen. They never know. Josh Allen. I, I hope Will Josh Levis Allen. is the best NFL quarterback he can be, but I just didn't see it at Kentucky. I thought that guy would get drafted, sure, but like I don't know, third or fourth. I appreciate round. your justification there, Brandon. What? I hope he has the best career. He <laughs> right, can be. he does that. And they're just kids. I, I hope they have a great career, but my golly, and then, <laughs> then, then, then you say what you really mean. Um, <laughs> has anyone ever looked like? <laughs> let me say something real nice about him before I just completely tear him down. Has anyone ever looked at Josh Allen's college stats? Playing in the Mountain West, this is his senior year stats before he became a top. What was he? Eleventh overall pick, tenth overall pick, yeah. whatever. Yeah, something like that. Eighteen hundred yards passing. Yep. Sixteen touchdowns, six interceptions. Completed fifty-five percent of his passes, and he was. Top eleven, but which is, which yeah, is no. crazy because it's just going to keep giving fuel for these GMs to draft these big, very talented quarterbacks yep. like Will Levis that yep. fits. the I bill. got another one for you. Every year we do this. They they, yeah. they reach. You Zach watch Wilson. these guys play in college, and you're like, are they really good? I mean, they don't look good. And one out of every fifteen will pan out. Right. Right. I, that one holds the water for the next fifteen yeah, yeah, yeah. every single time because every single. GM thinks that they want they got the diamond in the rough. Anthony Richards. Oh my god. If gosh. this guy yes. if this guy makes it in the NFL, I will readily admit I will never have a take on an NFL quarterback in my life. This guy, guys, I mean he's maybe the second coming of Justin Fields. 
I don't know if he'll be. I don't know if he'll be that bad. I don't know if he'll be that bad. But he's gonna be bad. All right, Anthony Richardson. Seriously, he couldn't. He's terrible. There, Casey do Heisman. Remember, do you guys remember? Oh, I remember every week. One, I was like, this guy, he could be the Heisman, and then he just plummeted the entire We're well aware. season. We're well aware. By the way, if you're looking for a quarterback, like you got to start tanking for Caleb Williams here. He's got one more year. Yeah, be if, like the if, Bengals. Eric, the enemy approach. Right. You gotta be looking. Maybe the enemy's a big brain. After all, he's so maybe he's like, I know what I'm doing. 15 games. Washington, Sam Howe for 16, 17 games. We're going to find a way to get Caleb Williams, oh and then God. we'll see who the badass is. Right. Then we'll see if Mr. Mahomes can handle my guy. That's what he's doing. I cannot imagine Caleb Williams in a commander's jersey. Just doesn't sit right, but... Well, it's going to be Jeff Bezos. Maybe they'll they'll go and change the it's whole. True. The Amazon. You know what I just uh, discovered? Will Levis. He's from a football powerhouse. When you think of football, where do you think? Number one place. Connecticut. He's from Connecticut. <laughs> I mean, true. you think about good football, you think about Connecticut. That's true. Huskies. That's what. True. All right, Chris Holtman. <laughs> we're, we're transitioning directly into oh. one. One bad stake into the next because Ohio State basketball is on the precipice of being one of the most overrated teams in the history of college athletics. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying they're the worst team that's ever played in college basketball, but I am saying there's a team that's never been more overvalued than the Ohio State Buckeyes. And you got to ask yourself, for a guy that was highly talented, came out of the came out of the gates hot. Reminds you of that horse in a horse race that just comes right out of the gate, and they got basically a um, what would you call it? Basically a four a, a four horse race, and then all of a sudden one horse just starts to send themselves outside of the pack, and they got like what do they call that? I should know this, Paul. You're gonna know it. What do they call the distance between one horse the next? It's like leg, a leg, a furlong. Fur, fur. No, no, no. no like the like the the, the oh, actual lengths. gap lead. Lengths, lengths. Yes, lengths. Yeah. So four lengths lead. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All right. I butchered that. But anyway, it reminded me that Holtman was like, he's like out there. He's got a four lengths lead coming around turn one. And right now we're in the, we're in like the, the, I don't want to say the third, the third turn. Mm-hmm. And, and the wheels are starting to fall off. The jockey literally is hanging on by a thread. They, he's, Paul, fi- know, he's know, fired, Paul. Paul, he is fired next year if they have, a down season, well, whatever you want to call it. I'm wondering that. if he gets out. I'm wondering if he gets out. Like, I, I was kind of throwing that around earlier in this losing streak, kind of as a joke, but now that it's gotten as bad as it is, I'm wondering if he does get out given how. Whoa. Oh. I'm being, <laughs> being sabotaged here. Uh, yeah. Well, see, the crazy thing is this whole trend with like the ladder challenge, right? It's going around on social media. Yeah. Yeah. You could have just. <laughs> you could have just laddered Ohio State and you'd be at almost 10 grand. They have not covered in eight straight games. They they have covered they have not covered in thirteen of fourteen. <laughs> we joke about automatic. I've, I've li- they are yeah. an auto fade. And if you were listening to the rebound rundown, I gave you that. I think on January like sixteenth, and since then they're one and nine, and they haven't covered in any of them besides their one win. They, it's bad, and you've you've been saying like because Chris Holman has done an admirable job. He was he was great. Yeah. He was great before he got to Ohio State. He gets to Ohio State, 
and immediately become makes them you know contenders two seed a couple years ago. But man, you can't. Th this aggression cannot stand, man. They're terrible. Well, and the other thing too with Chris Holtman is he has had good regular seasons, but he's only made one Sweet Sixteen, and that was at Butler back in 2017. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking at what he's done at Ohio State. First year he's a five seed. Wins a game, losing the second round. Yep. Second game, he's an 11 seed. So he upsets in the first round, loses in the second round. Then they, they don't. Did, well, there was no tournament. COVID. Yeah. COVID. They would have made the tournament. They were up to a two. They were the number two team in the country at one point that season. But 2021, they're the two seed, get upset. And then last year, they lose in the second round as well. Which, by the way, at Oral Roberts, the team that won, yeah. that beat them, Max Asmus, he's still playing. Huh. He is still on Oral Roberts, and they are a very, very good team. So just kind of keep that in mind. So they, he, he's not been to the Sweet 16 in his five years at Ohio State. Yeah, they're not going to make. They're not going to make the tournament. They ain't going to sniff the tournament this year. No. No. It's they, bad. It's no, really bad. It's, it's gotten. I don't want to say untenable, but it has gotten really, really bad. If they, it's, I don't think he's going to be fired this year. Although he might, he should might might have to be. If he doesn't get fired this year. His goals next year have to be are very high for him to, or else he's going to be canned sooner. Well, yeah, and especially when you look at the talent that this Justice Ewing, Zed Key, right. Bryce Sensabaugh, who's going to be a potentially could be a first round NBA draft pick. Right. I mean, you are talking about a talented, talented Ohio State team that now finally the computers and the metrics and Vegas is catching up to it, and they're still not covering because I was going to make them. I mean. My pick of the day won anyway yesterday with Northwestern, but I was debating between Northwestern and Purdue to cover against Ohio State, and I was sitting there and I was going, man, because I did the show on Thursday night, and I'm projecting Sunday, and I'm thinking, I mean, this line could be like 15. Are they really not going to cover 15? They're going to get blown out. Yeah, every game. It's not even close. No. Not even been a sweat on their covers. No. Yeah. Bad. Well, the only thing about Holtman that you've brought up time and time again with Cal, because we've done the same song and dance with Cal before, right, is that he's got big-time recruits coming in. He's got four commits right now. You can look them up. They're all – three of them are in the top 50. You mean at, at Kentucky? No, 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 at Ohio State. I'm oh, yeah, saying yeah. the same analogy could be used oh, okay, with okay. Cal, with Holtman. And the only other idea that I'd have about that as a concern if I'm an Ohio State fan is he has good players already. He's had good players in the past. Last year, he had two great players. Right. He didn't just have good players. He had two he had great players. Had a he had a lottery pick. pick. So Damn. it's not like well, I don't... Bryce I, Sensiball is a lottery pick this year. So, so at what point do you just say, okay, well, what's going to actually change? And like it or not, but Thad Mata's days and his days look vastly different. Right. Vastly different. And yes, Thad had some big time players too. I'm not taking that away from Thad. Thad. Thad had some guys. But if you can't win with guys, lottery picks, then when are you going to win? That's my question. And you can say whatever you want about college basketball. I don't think you need a whole hell of a lot of time to figure out whether or not you somewhat belong or you don't. Genuinely speaking, I don't think that you do. Coaches have proved that time and time again in this league. Sean Miller's proved it this year with Xavier to a certain extent. I mean, yes, he got some pieces. But at the same time, the team that he has and the team that last year that failed miserably down the stretch isn't all that much different. And the it's one guy they brought in, one guy. and the one guy they brought in was through the transfer portal from Sean. So 
it matters. Coaching, obviously, we're not breaking any news here, but mm -hmm. I, how long do you give a guy before you're at a place like Ohio State and you're like, we're, we're out of here. We're moving on. Because there's a guy named Mac. I don't know if you've heard of him before. That's just hanging around out there. He's not going to be there for much longer, in my opinion. He might not be there longer after this year. If you're Ohio State and you have a chance to go get Chris Mack, I think you take him. You go get him. Wouldn't be shocked to see Chris Mack go to Ohio State. I don't think he'll take it, but I Notre think... Notre Dame? Not Notre Dame. Georgetown. Georgetown. If Georgetown does Really? Mac you, think, you think you would take Georgetown over Ohio State? Yes. yes. You're nuts. Yes. Oh, 100%. brother. Yeah, I 100%. Why? No, knowing Mac, I 100% think he would. I don't think, I don't think he liked the pressure at Ohio State. I okay. I don't think you like. Not to say Georgetown doesn't have pressure. You're saying you but, didn't like the pressure. Sorry, at Louisville, sorry. At Louisville, uh, which is compared which is to the, a little. I don't the, think it's the same. But no, I don't. I don't. It's not the same. I, I don't think so either because Louisville has much higher basketball expectations exactly. than Ohio State does. But I just think Mac really liked the concept of being the show in town at Xavier with the basketball only. You go to Georgetown. You are the thing. You have the resources. Everything. Yeah. Wouldn't I shock can, me, but I think Georgetown tries. They should go to the Patino route, but you're high on Patino. I'm high on Patino. I think he has Let's one see. run left in him. I agree Let's with see. that. In fact, before you see hired West, people laughed at me. I thought oh, they should go after Patino. I wanted that. I, I that would have been awesome. God, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh. So, and I'm not out on West yet, <laughs> but neon Dion and but again, he's a guy too. Like it or not, <laughs> West Miller. Having De yeah, if they had Dion and Patino, electric. Oh, it'd be the greatest coaching coaching staff in the yeah. country. To forget Duke Energy, you wouldn't need it. Right. I mean, you literally just hook up some plugs <laughs> over there to UC, right. and you'd have all the power you needed. Straight <laughs> energy. Awesome. You wouldn't need anything. Duke awesome. Energy would actually go out of business in Cincinnati strictly if Patino and Dion Sanders was over there at UC. Yep. That was about a swagged out school. I mean, you know, I'd almost just become a fan because it'd be too so cool not to be. It, it'd be hard to root against UC football, which I don't. I mean, I don't. Did, I, obviously, I'm a Xavier fan. Yeah, you don't root against them already, but right. you're saying as yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not I'd hop on the bandwagon. Them. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. What uh, Kroger patch? I don't know if you guys have seen this. I put it. I think it's in the singular. Irate. He's got it up there. He's getting ready to throw it up there. Go ahead, Casey. I cannot believe that this is where we're at with this patch. Now, I know that might not seem like a big deal to you guys. But why are we sewing a patch on the jersey with the same color of the jersey? It's a, it's a white, and then we almost have like this weird off-white that's patched on top of it. Can we not just sew the blue Kroger into the jersey? You know, you know what it looks like? It looks like the jerseys they give away. Yes! Actually, yeah. it does! It, looks it, like it very much does. In fact, there's times where the jerseys they give away look better because they've have a marketing team around it. They yeah. have they have people that have graphic design skills that look over these things. They're like, well, if we're going to give away 40,000 of these, let's put our best minds to the task of it. It's almost like they just decided this is the standard that you have to have. It's got to be a patch and you sew it on. No one gave them the right mind of thought to say, you know what? If it's the same color as the jersey, let's just sew in the actual logo on the jersey and then live with it. The other thing, the NBA... Remember when there was this outrage, like, oh my gosh, the NBA is going to put a corporation or a, you know, a, a, a corporation on the jersey and they're going to put it on the front 
and everyone was up in arms about it. But you know what? Give the NBA credit. They made it to where there was color schematic uh, requirements. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they made it flow with the jersey. It actually kind of looks nice with the jersey. So my point is, if you're Disney, you're not allowed to put like red Disney on there because it's the Orlando Magic. It has to be the Orlando Magic Blue, which it just so happens that Disney kind of goes with the blue of the Orlando Magic. That's beside the point. I'm sure we could come up with some other ideas or other teams in the NBA. I think I seen Motorola was on a team's jersey. I think they're on the Bulls jersey. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? It's a black patch with a white Motorola logo. It looks nice. Why, I can't believe that that's what we came up with. Why don't they embroider it? That's my point. Put right. it directly on the jersey, Reed. Right. Why are we sewing a patch on top of a of a jersey? If it was actually, let me take, let me let me slow down here because I'm getting frustrated about something that seems so basic and stupid. If they just would have said the patch is going to be blue, I actually believe that would look okay. If it was a blue patch with a Kroger white on it, like the the Kroger part was white, so it kind of inverse the colors of the jersey, mm-hmm. it would look okay. Would blue Kroger look a, a little out of place on a red jersey? Maybe a little bit. But I don't think it looks as cheesy, in my opinion, as that does. It's like, it's almost like those same, and maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen one in person. Maybe it's a bad picture. I'm giving a little bit of, like, a chance to survive here. But if that jersey and that patch aren't the exact same color white, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. Could you imagine that? You know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at here? Like it's yeah, just a like, little bit. It's like off white. It almost. It's like no one thought about making it the same material. When when my wife tells me to go to the store and get another gallon of paint and I bring back the wrong white, you're you're worried about that. I get that. Yeah. I mean, my question is, we haven't seen what it looks like with the red, like the red, red, full red jersey. So it might look even worse. Or the gray jersey. Is or it going to be a white patch on a gray jersey? Oh. No, no way! It's gonna cover. It's gonna cover whatever the. Color if it is, I, I'm done. Well, I will not go to Kroger. Mark my words, and I I know I'm not the only. I'm not. Only. I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to put Kroger under. Okay, Kroger just had the best sponsorship one could have with the Daytona 500 because their team won, and I was actually pissed that their team won because they ruined my jersey. And you know what? I hope Kroger goes bankrupt if they decide to put a white patch on the gray jerseys. If they decide to do that, I. I, 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 I will have, I won't not go to Kroger. I'm not going to try to bankrupt him, maybe. Because I'm still going to go there. Because that's just what you do. Well, you know what you should do to bankrupt them. Never mind. You go can't. Ahead. You're not going to. Okay. It's, we're, we're barking up. Like, you, you know what the, uh, what's the right term to use? It'd be like the guy trying to pick it outside of Disney World. You're not, you're, you're not, hey, buddy, I got news for you. Disney World's going to survive It's going to do just fine. It's going to do just fine. Let's go buy but some it's lottery like, tickets. I don't even know whose fault it is, if we're being honest. Just fix the jersey. If it's... Just everyone say a little prayer. If it's a gray jersey, it can't be a white patch. It just can't be. If it is, you get you can't be a Reds fan. Mm. Mm. There's Kirby, no way on the Reds. There's no it's way not they do really that. on Kroger. Kroger is just supplying their logo. Whose fault is it? You want to get down into the weeds on this? Whose fault it's, really I do is it? I love that we are Castel- to the point with the Reds where we are arguing about a patch. It's Castellini. It's Castellini's it's fault. Castellini's. It's got to be. It's his. It's got to be his fault. He doesn't care. He's like, yeah, they're, they're, he walked into the design. They show him like eight different jerseys, and he's like, pick the worst one. That one. Who cares? Where are they going to go? <laughs> and, and just walks into the next room. Yeah. 
But yeah, before I put Kroger on blast, I better I better make sure that it's actually Kroger. It might not be Kroger. It could be. I don't know whose fault it is. You know is it Major it is? League Baseball's fault? You know what it is. Whose fault is it? The, the Reds asked Kroger, "Hey, can you send us a PNG file of your logo and <laughs> we'll slap that bad boy on there? <laughs> Just call it a day." I don't. That's why. There's no. I mean, you know what's crazy is I guarantee you, there is no short of thirty people that are on the committee. Put that, that patch on there. I just can't believe that's what. You know how at. many email inboxes? There's a design template of that jersey <laughs> in the Reds front office. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a thousand. Yeah, you're probably right, Paul. That's where we're at. Tough. Do you guys? Am I overreacting? I mean, do you think that looks good? Maybe a smidge. No, it doesn't look good. But I actually just wish they would put it make, on the jersey. It's hard to make sponsorship look good on a jersey. I really do think. Yeah. That. Have you seen soccer jerseys? I mean, yes, but here's the thing. Soccer jerseys football, are the point football. now. Football. To where they have to do that because there's not enough money in the league or the sport to be able to try to justify the ability to spend the money they do. So if there's a team that's going to get support, it's, it's just like NASCAR. In fact, there's no better spokesman in the world. I, I, I realize this after watching NASCAR, and I mean this sincerely. The drivers, the crew, the crew, whatever they're called, the, the crew chiefs. Crew chiefs. They are the most well-spoken, completely in the brain, on the moment. The ability to be able to sponsor or, or, or rep all of their sponsors in a short amount of time, I've never seen something like it. I mean, you you get on a— They wear like 40 of them, right? You, you, no, well, not only that, but you get on a NASCAR headset, and they're like, yeah, this, you know, this Kroger 43 today is looking really good. It's like— that's just ingrained into their ability is to promote well, whoever their thing is. But you know why? Because if it wasn't for those sponsors, the sport wouldn't exist. Well, so, I know someone in, in our group, and his name is Paul Frischner. He does a great job. He does getting all, the, <laughs> all the ad reads. He's the best. We'll make he sure we get our sponsors happy. Yeah. Blame it on Phil. Nice. I think Phil's taking enough blame for many things. Put a lot of that on himself. Paul's car. Did he? What? what? Did I miss something? All right. So. Uh-oh. We. Get ready to flash this up. Don't flash it up yet. Paul. Uh-oh. Me being the good friend that I am. Okay. And I know that you're you're constantly looking for new vehicle. Um, J Jackie's doing fine. Yeah, she's, well, she's doing she's, she's surviving. Doing, she's but doing like, great. you know, something came along. But yeah, something came along. So I was scrolling through Facebook and an ad came up and I'm and I took a deep dive into a vehicle. I found one that is perfect for you. It oh. fits your personality so well. Okay. It's got plenty of room. Perfect. What's the gas mileage? See, the gas mileage is where we might have a hiccup. Okay. What are you currently getting with Jackie? Uh, about 18. Seven, 17. 17, 18. So this, this, this one's got some work to give. Okay. But I saw this and immediately thought of you. You thought, this is Paul Fritschner. This is Paul Fritschner. Brandon, flash that bad boy up. That is a 2003 <laughs> H2 Hummer. 140,000 miles on it. Yeah. Plenty of leg room. That's Plen a selling point. Plenty of leg room for you. You show up to the high flute and Xavier crowd in an H2. They're gonna be. You're gonna be turning some heads. That's true. No matter where you go, you're gonna be turning some heads. That bad boy. The Xavier tank. This wow. is the X tank. The X tank. That's good. I'm what do you guess? Look at that. What's the price here? Well, Brad? you want to take a guess. This is price uh, and right rules. How, well, how many miles? Hundred and let me let me. <laughs> 115,000 miles. 115? Yep. 2003 H2. So um, if it's got 115,000 miles on it, how many good miles do you think it has left on it? It's, it's a left. tank, so like at least another 120. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, I'm going to say 
$13,9. See, I just look at that system. 13.9. 13.9. You've got plenty of room way below the budget. Way below. Way below the budget. There you go. Get you an H2. Thanks, Reed. You're welcome. I Thank just wanted you. to show you. Thank I you very of you. much. Thought of you. Thank you. Thought of you. I'm H- glad that when you saw the Hummer, you thought that's Paul right there. Paul Fritchner. He checks that box. Yes. All right, fellas. We got to figure <laughs> out and go around the room. <laughs> I haven't looked at the I haven't looked at the system today. I, I'll dig into it here relatively quickly. Are there anything in the vault that we can be passionate about that we like a lot? Maybe, maybe not. Morgan State plus six and a half. You guys are making me like Kansas just by the way that you were talking. See, earlier. so I'm, I had a friend to this this morning. A friend that you know everyone has those gambling friends that are yep. like auto fades. Oh. And this morning he he looks in there and he goes, guys. Uh oh. Kansas is getting two points. That uh, seems like the lock of a century. I don't like that. And then he asked, please explain this. And he's like, well, yeah, it's a, it's a ranked team at home. They're, they're probably going to be favored. And he's like, I just don't get it. Is, is Kansas not better than TCU? Like, yeah, they are, but TCU wrangled them in the first meeting. I Actually, I forgot about that. I forgot, I forgot that was TCU about that this? did that. What about the under on the game? No. What about West Virginia at home? You don't no? want – like West Virginia needs needs. I like that. Needs this win. You like them at home? West Virginia. What's at the home. What's the line? I, Five and a half. Ooh. Against Oklahoma State, guys. Can I tell you about one of the worst bets that I've ever made? Was in it the Purdue? History of my gambling. This happened this Saturday. Okay. So I was having a bad day Saturday, chasing as you shouldn't do if you're being responsible. Yeah. I'm chasing. <laughs> I see the Oklahoma. They play TCU, right? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Yeah, yes. play TCU. There's. 15 minutes left in the game. Oh, I know. The score is 57 to 30 with 15 minutes left. And I see the live over under listed at 150. I think it was 147. Okay. And I'm like, God, it's 30 to 57, 87 points. They've got to they got to scratch up 70 more points in this final 15 minutes in a blowout that they'll probably just you know, doing whatever. So I got the live line at 147. The final score was 100 to 75. They cleared it by 30 points, guys. I took a second half live total line, 15 minutes left in the game, and they cleared that line by 30 points. They scored more points. It like it was dead with like 8 minutes to go. It was crazy. I did, Absolutely insane. I did something very similar to that, Reed. Do you guys remember I texted the group chat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plus 40 seems like. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kyle, Kyle was just getting their butts handed to him. I'm like, Plus 40? I mean, that's got to hit, right? I'm just watching it, watching it. I'm like, okay. I'm going to get it at 34 and a half here. Just pain. 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 They covered by 35. Uh, I was trying to... To, to tough wait so you had 30 i had 34 and a half they they lost by 30 lost by 35 our mm-hmm. our auto our auto bets have been hitting though the ucla under hit this ucla weekend. under hit and, and ohio, ohio state, state did not cover did not cover the, that same game i had a five game parlay and the only one that didn't hit was the california game mm. so i was trying to make it up like all right I gotta yeah get that was the last back. one for me too yeah, yeah. that's true cal getting 25 and didn't lost by ten. They are lost they the are they the worst are they the worst team in the Power Fives? Well, power they, six. 
Power six. Yeah, they would have been. It would have. My answer would have been Louisville, but yeah, it's Cal. They're bad. They're Louis- really Louisville. Bad. They what are you won talking about? by 10. Time out, time out. Not only did they win on Saturday, they're playing at 7 p.m. on ESPN's Big Game Monday. Yeah. Big Game Monday, 7 p.m. Duke. It's Duke. Hell yeah. I Duke don't comments. think I like any of these games, if we're being it's a good honest. Yeah, I don't know how the lines shake out, but it's a fun night. Duke-Louisville won't be a great game, but it's I'm leaning West night. Virginia five and a half. What time is that? Uh, does it matter? Kirk Cousins playing? You're having them to cover? 7 p.m. I don't know about that, guys. I, well, Oklahoma State's a really a good team. They are really good. Everyone in the Big 12 is really good. I know. West Virginia struggled down the stretch. West Virginia is absolutely going to the NCAA tournament if it started today. Minnesota. I like Minnesota. Minnesota is terrible, but they're getting 15. <laughs> that's that's a lot of points. Yeah. That's a lot of points. It does. In Illinois, I'm not so sure about. Guys, what are you guys doing this Saturday? This Saturday evening. Are you trying to get us to do something? Something going on? <laughs> for the low price of $430, we can go get a ticket up at Mackey Arena for IU versus Purdue. $430? $430. Mm. 7 p.m. Mackey. Purdue's frauds. Hammer uh, Indiana. I love that. I do love that. I love that he's on that $430. They screwed me three times this year. Yeah, I'm going to have to pass on that, but I'll watch it. No. <laughs> I love I love my Hoosiers, but good golly, they'd be terrible without TJD. Like so bad. Did you see he announced he's going to the draft? And he says he's going to do uh, Senior Day next week. Is he? Good. Yeah. Let's go. Can you? Can anyone in here agree with me now that all you have to do to beat Purdue now is hack Zach Eady and you win? Well, it's like what I talked about last week. They only have one thing. It's him. Uh, yeah, but. The, the other guys around him also haven't been playing great. Uh, so there's been part of that. Like when those guys aren't hitting shots and spacing the floor enough for him to be able to do his thing. He gets flustered. He gets flustered when you get in his face and it's over. That's okay. Th- Boom Shakalaka says, tease Illinois. What if we tease Illinois down to, what would that be? Eight and a half? Yeah. And then we tease Kansas Ooh. down to seven and a half. West Virginia money line and TCU plus five and a half is plus one oh three. Kirby, is that from the Betfred Sportsbook? We gotta figure that out. But that's something. What is it? What's this is the best? West time Virginia we've been money in line plus T- TCU plus five and a half is plus one oh three. We've been in the vault multiple times since Betfred has begun began sponsoring us, but we normally just have picks ready and we just this time we're actually looking around the lines, trying to figure out what we're going to. I mean, we are on. literally in the Kansas vault right now. Line. That's Kansas is going to go down there and win. I think I'm with Seho, and I'm a fan, but I I got a feeling that there's riding momentum from Saturday. TCU you owe TCU one. That was a, that was a bad day, Trace. TCU whooped them last time. I lost an irresponsible amount of money on 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 Kansas live line against you. Yeah, exactly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21-PLUS in Ohio. we got to figure out what we're doing. We I have a I'll meeting tomorrow Virginia. for March Madness. Ooh. Oh, question. I Here's a genuine question for the group here. We'll do it live on the air. Why not? Is like, what 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 is the what is, what is the appropriate play for March Madness? Like, what... If we go to a live stuff. show, we go do a live show, right? <laughs> like, how long do we stay and do a live bet? Do we just do it like the first maybe two or three games and then 
call it a day or do we try to like make it four a marathon days, thing? all day my only thing is if we do it all day four days like I maybe i'm all four it, maybe i'm being pessimistic but like if we do it all day how many people are watching no you can't do it all four days you could you do pick one day you pick one day Thursday, wait we're streaming this too I, we're not just doing like a meetup or something we're streaming this yeah well, that was the plan, like a live stream with Got us it. just sweating them out, which will inevitably happen. Let's get a wheel. Hear me out. For lunch. One of those let's, wheels. Let's... <laughs> like a, a live one. Yep. And we put four sections on it. Yep. Favorite underdog over, over under. under. And if we don't have plays already on a game, we're like, all right, what's the next game? Running around, and that's how that's how we pick it. That sounds responsible. Sounds like a responsible I way mean, to, to spend money. Yeah, it's all about entertainment, anyways. If you get down to it, I mean, yeah. the truth is, not many gamblers go to the lengths that we go to look at things. And I'm not saying it makes us better than them, but you know, we have some sharps inside the Discord. We have some people that check out on. You know, I got. I got some folks, I'm not going to call them out by name. They can call themselves out if they'd like, but they're looking at shot quality index charts. They're, they're, they go they go to great lengths. The grapevine. They yeah. go to great lengths to try to figure out if there's an edge in a game. For most people, using a wheel, just as good as their brain. Yep. Sure. Just as good as their brain. It's bet against Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> they take cover literally yesterday. Don't care. <laughs> but they do where we're playing Ohio State though. That's true. Doesn't count. Doesn't that's count. like that's like when someone's like force that's like when some that's like when someone goes, you know, he threw a no hitter. Well, he was throwing against the Pirates. A la Hunter Green. Hey, don't punch uh, down. Don't true. punch down. You guys it's punching lateral at this point. Oh. There's a lot of truth in that statement, which is why I will not go down the rabbit hole. Um, which is Reed Mouse is going to try to get us to do as Reds fans all year long. He's going to try to play <laughs> this Reds. game where it's like, oh, yeah, I hope the Reds do well. And then there's jab here, jab there, stick on the side there. I mean, you bury the Cubs off the intro today. That's I because do hope the Reds do well. They that's be, that's yes. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's because they could use the Reds, the Reds were a topic of conversation and Reed right off the bat. Want to take a little bit of a, one of those side jabs, twist the knife into the side, whatever we want to call it. I, I hear them because I've been around this for years um, to where now I know when he does it. For the novice person that's not really truly paying attention to Reed Mouse, they just think he's trying to be nice. He's not being nice. He's just trying to say <laughs> he's something. He's a nice guy. There's never a bit. <laughs> right. Reed, he's a man of the people. He loves everyone. What are you talking about? Exactly. That's my Reed Mouse impression as well. Is that how I talk? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we, do we do the wheel of lunch anymore or we just say that we go wherever we want to go? Yeah. Is that what we do now? I, I, don't, I know I've been gone for a while. But um, I am going to go out on a limb and say it'll be in the Discord later. I'm not going to give out a, uh, an, Kansas L, an L pick. I do like Kansas, though. I think that's going to be my play. Maybe Mouse, I'm wrong. Mouse Cop, are you going to the, the Xavier game tomorrow? Because I'm coming. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm going. I forgot you were going. He's like Dion. Meet I'm me, coming. Let him meet, know. Meet me I'm at coming. the Norwood Cafe for a Hootie Delight. Let's go. I don't even know Mouse Cop. Mouse Cop's been, I have no idea who Mouse Cop is. He's just going to wander up. I, I mean, Mouse Cop has been a, a loyal, loyal listener of the chat and viewer of this show for six months. No idea who he is. I love what, you, Mouse what's Cop. What's Hoopy Hour? A Hoopy Hour. I don't know about Hoopy Hour. Brother. Up until, I think it's before a, ha a half hour before a game starts, up until a half hour before a game starts from when the doors open, it's like 
$2 beer or something. Up at the Norwood Cafe? Down, down at the Cassettes. Domestics. Down at the... Uh, you know $2 what? $2 beers. Where? Okay, this is going to sound very pretentious. I'm about to say something very pretentious. Go ahead. Okay. That's what Xavier you, people you do. Xavier. I have no idea how the fan <laughs> stuff operates at Cintas. Like, people ask me what the, like, special is or the deals or, like, how to park. I'm like, I've never He's too big. He's game. too big for it. That mouse cop. Norwood Cafe, we rock $2 natties. I'm there. I was there gonna it go is. To, I was okay, going to go to Dana's. $2 natties. $2 natties. Xavier, that's our second last home game tomorrow against Villanova. Nova. Villanova, yes. Is Taz going to be packed for that one? Uh, I don't think it's officially a sellout yet. There's a hatred for Villanova, though. So, like, yeah, even though they're down. I think it'll, yeah. Well, the last game's against uh, Butler. That'll be. Big one. Yeah. That'll be fun. I haven't been to the Taz in a really long time. Go on. Really, really long time. Go tomorrow. I, I, I might sneak down there. Uh, but I want to oh, make sure I want to make sure that it's not one of the situations if I give it a review, and I given a reviews before of, of how I feel about the environment is about the the, the arena because I'll tell you I went down to a University of Cincinnati game when they played Houston I don't know maybe the best team in their conference last year right top a team that could possibly go to the Final Four especially it was all hyped up big big deal not trying to crush them not trying to say anything bad but I look across the court all the rich people seats Champions Club that's all I'm talking to. No one's sitting in them. Hey, it, we're tipping. We're tipping the game off. West Miller's trying to get the fans fired up, and I look over there. And when I say no one's sitting in there, now granted they're all in their little club suites, which is behind the behind their seating. It's a bad look. It looks terrible. They get out. There I talk eventually. about that a lot at Cintas because if you have a seat, a gray seat, which are the like courtside seats that aren't actually on the court, like call them whatever. Right. You have access to the Joseph Club, which is the club up back behind the the basket and so a lot of times when the game tips off especially in a 630 game where people are rushing from right. work right you know you won't see the actual arena sold out until like the under 16 or the under 12 of the right. first half because everybody gets there at like 615 from work they go to the joseph club they get some beers and then they come strolling down to the lower bowl by right. like the under 12 of the first half and then from there on it's it's fine right yeah the if you go the it won't be as raucous as like UConn or like, you know, when they're playing yeah. another ranked team because Nova is down a little bit. But if the game's good, it, it, it'll get in there. It'll get it. Yeah. It'll get a little spicy. Six thirty games sometimes are tough, but it'll be it'll be good. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. And it, look, fit, got fit. somewhere else to be. Mm. Just oh. remembered. Don't know if you know anything about the Big Blue, but oh yeah, oh yeah, they play. Kentucky. They they're play, gonna win. They play the Mighty Men. Of Molar. When they win, we'd formally announce our bid to buy Melillos. Fair. Right. We gotta find a way. Price should be pretty cheap based off of the financial uh, outlook of what I've seen so far on social media. Round the show up, Trace. All okay. right. We're gonna round the show up by doing Go to the Butler game. A wheel of lunch, because Casey is prepared for this segment. It is the daily show of what are we gonna do for lunch? Go ahead and run the wheel, Casey. He's already made the selections. As you oh, can there's see, there's only three. Selections. There's three, <laughs> and they're not terrible selections. But I want to be honest. I'm not rooting for Canes today, so God, we just went to Canes. rip it. I packed, and Canes is out. Go. Uh, Called it. Uh, Called it. Uh, nice. There goes that. That's an easy way. If we go to Culver's. I'll go. Uh oh. It's Ash Wednesday's on Wednesday, so this is Mardi Gras right now. Oh, is it? Tomorrow. Is that what you're calling it? Tomorrow's Mardi Gras. 
Well, guess what? We're going to Culver's. I mean, that is clear, decisive victory for Culver. I like the clapping that that does at the very end. Yay! It is February 20th, 2023. We will be in the Discord, I'm sure, later this evening trying to figure out what hard-earned money we are going to place on college kids that we inevitably will probably be disappointed in by the end of the night. <laughs> Purdue doesn't play tonight. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Last thing. My auto fade. Kansas. He's saying Kansas? He's saying Kansas. Kansas. TCU Trace. TCU is the TCU play. TCU Trace. The hammer play. <laughs> Life savings. If I know one thing from the text I just got, hammer play. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I know. Oh, exactly. we all know who he's talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe just sit this one out at this point, but I also know how my ego and my competitive nature will get in the way. I will certainly be wagering on Kansas tonight. In, in rooting, not just because I'm a fan, but to root in, fight, in my spite of my friends all betting the opposite team of my favorite team. And that will be me tonight. Besides Seho, I'm he's going to ride the Jayhawks. I forgot you were on the Jayhawks. You were, you've, the only other concern I have is that Seho's been on the wrong side of the Jayhawks all year long. He's gone uh -oh. back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and it's a bad weekend. I was in <laughs> Kansas at a wedding for a KU fan. And they were down like 18 and a half. Mm. Thought I was good. I had Baylor plus five. End of the ceremony. Start hearing all these guys behind me start chirping. Start chirping. Oh, you see the score? Oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm like, what? Look on my phone. Better <laughs> lost by double digits. You deserve that loss. He went to one of his friend's weddings, guys. That was a Kansas fan. Yeah. And decided on his wedding day. On his His wedding. biggest day of his life that yeah. he was going to fade his buddy's team. And it burn him. Do you hate your buddy? Why do no, you hate he's him? a great man. He's married now. It's perfect. He's a great man. Were you doing a bit? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's because I, I say tired more because I'm around Trace. I talk like that because I'm around you. There we go. I'm smarter now because I'm next to Casey. Here's what we're going to do. How many I like Xavier because I'm next to Paul. We got enough? All right. I got an idea. There's 32 people watching. We're going to bless them with something. <laughs> How was the beat? There was an announcement today. I'm going to have Casey uh, pull it up and play it. He's going to be the last video we play today as we leave the office and head for lunch. Is Nick Kirby. Pull him up on Twitter. Fire the video. This will get you This will get you if you're a Reds fan, not if you're Reed or somebody like that who just is just a loser and reads for other franchise. But Kirby put out a video today um, that will get you in your feelings a little bit if you're a Reds fan. and get you fired up. So... I am going to fill time until Casey pulls that up and plays the video. And until then, as I've said before, Go special Kansas. thanks to Bedfred Sportsbook, who's sponsoring this show. It is a serious thing that is gambling. So if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. You must be 21 plus or in Ohio. And the last thought I have before this video runs is that if you want to find a group of people that promote their sponsors to an elite level, Go watch NASCAR just one time. These guys are doing ad reads while they're driving in the car. They don't care. They know where their their butter or their bread gets buttered. All right. This is from Nick Kirby. Enjoy your day, everybody. What made you fall in love with the Cincinnati Reds? Was it an afternoon at Crosley? 
Was it a wild pitch that won the pennant? Perez and Morgan's heroics in Game 7. Pete's hit. Johnny's last trip around the bases. Or Benzinger backing and calling. For me, that moment was a Mark Lewis pinch hit grand slam in the 95 Division Series. And my love grew even stronger watching Gary Larkin redefine the shortstop position in his Hall of Fame career. I lost touch for a bit in the early 2000s, but a young prospect brought me back on a rainy night at Great American Ballpark. And a few years later provided me with one of the best nights of my life. I have two kids of my own now. I sometimes wonder what that moment will be like for them. Will it be a Tyler Stevenson clutch hit? Jonathan India playing with reckless abandon? Or one last curtain call for number 19? Will they be in all of Hunter Green's fastball? Or mesmerized by Nick Lodolo's breaking Or maybe the moment for them will come from someone we haven't met just yet. Times haven't always been easy, but this is my team. They represent the city that I'm proud to be from. And that's why this season, I'm joining Chatterbox Sports. We want to provide a community for the diehard Redskins. A place for fans that dare to dream. That dare to believe that good days are coming. The future is bright for the Reds, and if you're like me and love this team, come join us as we start the journey together.